Welcome into The Harvest. I'm Andrew Stroud. Imagine a world where there are no church buildings, where there are no schools of higher learning ready to train and certify church leaders, where there are no professional Christians ready to spearhead the growth of the church and to spread the message of Jesus. If you can imagine such a world, then you have a sense for what existed in the first century when the message of Jesus spread rapidly from Jerusalem all over the known world. By contrast, most people today will not encounter the good news of Jesus unless they go to a special place on a special day at a special time and sit and listen to someone who has been specially trained give a formal lecture. We want to see that change. On today's podcast, Brett Wilson joins Abigail and I and provides great insights on how all of us as ordinary followers of Jesus can share the message with people out in the everyday places of life. Hope you enjoy it. So we're here today with Brett Wilson, who is my better half, and um, we brought him in specifically today because Brett is um, really a great person to bring in when we want to talk about sharing the gospel, um, kind of doing the task of evangelism, which we have been commanded to do in the Bible. Um, But Brett is not necessarily an evangelist by nature. Um, He is my husband. He lets me speak most of the words. Is this true? You do most of the talking for us (laughs) as a couple. Settings where we're together, yes. Yes. So um, he is much more of an introvert. Um, he is for sure a shepherd by nature um, and is not really like into just being the center of attention or public speaking or those types of things. That said, Brett is probably um, the most faithful in sharing his story and God's story with people around him, whether that's at work or when we're on a date in a restaurant or just wherever, you really um, do a great job of interacting with people in a very um, sincere and personal way and just getting the gospel out there. So I asked Andrew if we could bring you in as a guest, and you said? I would love to. (laughs) So this is Brett Wilson, my husband, and we're going to talk to you today about um, just what it is like as someone who is not necessarily an extrovert and um, and sharing the gospel. So have you always been like about, did you have, from the beginning of your relationship with Jesus, have you really been sharing the gospel this whole time? When did you get started? So I did at the beginning of my relationship with Jesus share some, but it was very, uh, just a handful of times. And that didn't last very long long before I kind of got into the pattern of not sharing my faith. And that kind of carried basically on for uh, probably about, you know, 15 years or so of not consistently sharing my faith. And uh, just really in the last five years, I would say that I have become more consistent and uh, more obedient to sharing Jesus and sharing the gospel with folks. So negative wise, why did you stop? Yeah, that's a a great question. Um, There's really, it's not a good one. It's not a good reason. But I I think early on in my relationship with Jesus, uh, I saw things very black and white. And I saw Jesus living out, um, you know, the gospel in his life and actively proclaiming God's kingdom to people. 
And I, you know, kind of naturally assumed that that was something I needed to do as well. Um, and then kind of along the way, after a few years, I kind of fell into what I would say a trap of thinking that being disciplined in following Jesus and obedience equated to legalism. And that covered a lot of areas of my life, not just sharing my faith, spending time with him in the word, uh, in prayer, just in uh, pretty much the full spectrum of my relationship with Jesus. Um, I got into this really a lie of thinking that my uh, being disciplined equated to legalism and therefore was bad. And um, and so I pretty much um, became stagnant in sharing who Jesus was in my life and, um, and in other areas of my relationship with him as well. So just only do it when you feel like it. Exactly. Kind of yeah. Like? It was like when, when the mood really struck me perfectly <laughs> and I knew my motives were entirely pure and righteous. And oh. um, so never. Yeah. So basically almost <laughs> never is what it amounted to. Yeah. And um, I kind of rode that wave that, um, you know, deception in my mind and my heart for many years uh, until thankfully I had some people come into my life and really lovingly, um, but earnestly challenge me in that. Yeah. So maybe talk a little bit more about that, Brett. What was it five years ago? If you can give us some insights that helped you see things differently and turn the corner. Yeah. Well, I'd say first off, I, I saw uh, people being obedient to it themselves, kind of walking it out. Um, other believers that were following Jesus and that were already people that God had brought into my life, that he um, began to convict them uh, of that area, that particular area of immaturity. And so they began walking that out in their own lives of sharing the gospel um, regularly and then um, challenging me to do the same as well. And so it, 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 in, in my experience, it came, uh, kind of a similar, I, I had people in my life, thankfully by God's grace that, um, I was able to see them doing it, uh, modeling it. And, uh, and then they, you know, shared the gospel or shared the, uh, the word with me and helped me to see that I was also kind of missing out in that area of my obedience to Jesus. Um, you know, that, uh, I guess a particular scripture that comes to mind is a Matthew four nineteen, which I had known for many years um, before, you know, the last five years or so where Jesus is walking by the beach and he sees, um, you know, the two sets of brother fishermen and says, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And so, you know, five years ago I was following Jesus. Um, but I was, I would say in many ways, I was not fishing for men with, with the good news of Jesus, um, like I have been the last five years. And kind of what I um, am trying to say there is that Jesus said, you know, and I will make you fishers of men. So it's really not an optional thing. It's if you're going to follow Jesus, you will fish for men. Um, and if you're not fishing for men, then um, it's, you know, kind of a thing we have to ask ourselves, are we really following Jesus if we're, if we're not actively sharing uh, the gospel with people. And so that was, uh, a, a big one for me that I, it's clear if, if we really want to, if we're serious about being like Jesus, uh, and we're serious about following him, then we're going to have to be like him and, and share the gospel with people. Hmm. 
That's so good. Um, so I, I mean, we were there at the same time, really, in our lives together, getting this kind of conviction about um, needing to start sharing. Um, but knowing we should do it and doing it are two different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for you, what was really helpful to kind of get you started? You said there were people you were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, were they like just super evangelists? Like, tell us a little bit about kind of what you witnessed and what you started doing yourself. So to answer, were they uh, super evangelists? I would say no. <laughs> a lot of them weren't necessarily particularly extroverted or naturally inclined to it, but they saw what the scriptures said and knew that uh, they needed to do it. And so um, what I saw as far as their example and what I've continued to, to, to do and what has helped me to kind of continue to walk that out is just um, keeping it simple. Um, you know, when you think about um, the story of the man who was set free of a legion of demons, uh, he wants to go with Jesus after Jesus has set him free. But Jesus says, you know, don't come with me. You need to go back to your family and friends and tell them what God has done for you. And so kind of that was the starting point. Um, and, and really where I most of the time um, kind of make that segue with people is this is what God has done for me because it's my story. Uh, I, I know it, I own it. It's mine. They can't necessarily, um, you know, contradict it. And mm-hmm. so just sharing what God has done in my life, keeping it very simple um, and using that as kind of a springboard into gauging whether or not they have um a hunger for knowing Jesus or not. And um, so keeping it simple, um, you know, really telling my story and Jesus's story kind of uh, intertwined and, um, and just continuing to, to try and just keep it simple um, so that I, I don't uh, get hung up in looking for perfect opportunities that again, kind of, you know, the, I'm not, I don't have to wait for the stars to align. I can just, um, see the the natural uh naturally occurring opportunities around me that are happening all the time and Mm -hmm. and using those and then when they're not um kind of learning to when when natural opportunities aren't necessarily you know coming up but uh, just learning when to or how to kind of steer the conversation in that direction yeah that's really good and I, i appreciate what you said about just your story of having this period of time when you were sharing your faith and then having a period of time where for whatever reason you did not feel like that was something that you were going to do and then being willing to turn back. And it reminds me that I I heard this once where if, if the why and the what are clear to us, then the how will follow. Mm -hmm. So if we're convinced that we're supposed to take a certain action and we understand why we're supposed to do that, or we're just convinced that this is the right uh, course of action that we're supposed to take, then the hows will begin to present themselves. And so for you, five years ago, as you began to make this conscious effort to share your faith, how has it changed over the last five years from where you started at, Hmm. at that point, five years ago? What were some of the lessons that you learned in those early days? Yeah. 
That's a great question. Well, I would say what I've learned is that it's a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. It was a, it seemed like a very intimidating thing. The handful of times that I had um, shared my faith earlier on, kind of at the beginning, like I mentioned, had been extremely kind of uh, terrifying and they've been very <laughs> widely separated by time. Um, I just, recover. yeah, I, well, I remember, I very clearly remember um, probably the first time I, I shared what Jesus had done in my life with a group of friends at school. And I mean, it, I, I just, I remember being in class, not paying attention at all what was going on. Cause I was like amping myself up. Um, and I, my heart was just pounding for, I don't know how long before, <clears throat> it was leading up to lunch and that's when I knew I was going to have a chance to talk to him. So I did, it was extremely awkward. I just like totally shut down the the conversation that was happening and just kind of like, Hey, this is uh, what I need to share with you. And, um, and so that, you know, then, but then I probably didn't share, uh, you know, the gospel with people for a long time after that. So five years ago, I was still probably, I think it was in that mindset of um, that. It's a really intimidating thing. It's going to be extremely awkward and um like a production yeah and that it's you know i've really got to like uh lay it on hard and i think what i've learned since then is that it's um it you know it can be scary at times there's especially i would say as an introvert um there's always an element of uh, intentionality that has to be there um where i've got to be actively telling myself to be watching for the opportunities or, um, or I just have to go into it knowing that's why I'm talking to this person is because I want to share the gospel with them. Um, but, uh, so learning that it, 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 it can be very easy. It doesn't have to be hard. Uh, and I, I think, you know, I've seen that become true in my life because the more you do it and the more consistently you do it, the easier it gets and also the less intimidating it gets. Um, and, and then I think also just the more experience you have doing anything, the easier the, a thing gets. Uh, and you also just you, inevitably you experience a wider spectrum of responses. So you learn to be more prepared for what those possible responses are and how to adjust um, to how people react. So, um, yeah, I would say, you know, it, it's it is actually easy especially if you're consistent at it and you have go into it with a plan um, and, and, you know, you practice ahead of time. That was something that's been extremely helpful to me is um, just learning to over and over again, before I'm even talking to anybody, just in my car as I drive to work or wherever um, practice how to share my story and Jesus's story. So that then when the moment comes and uh, that I already know exactly what I want to say, or at least a starting point. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'll make small changes to it based on the conversation and the, what I've ta- learned about the person. But generally speaking, it's almost always extremely um, uh, repeatable or repeated. Hmm. Hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's funny that you would say like, I was an introvert, you know, it might be daunting, but it's, it's, equally is daunting for extroverts, I think. Um, and even just as you were talking about, you know, you kind of see those opportunities come up and you know when to take them. I think it, there really still has to be that intentionality, mm-hmm. like you said, that if we aren't 
going into basically any interaction with other human beings Mm -hmm. (laughs) where we're like, okay, if I can turn this to talk about Jesus then I'm going to do it, Mm -hmm. then just having that mindset of um, looking for those opportunities rather than seeing them come and Mm -hmm. then seeing them go. (laughs) Because I I think I do that almost equally as number of times as Mm -hmm. I take them. Um, I watch them pass me by. So Um, the one other thing that you just said that really stuck out to me is you're like, well, it's much less awkward now. Is mm. that true? Is it really less awkward? Well, I mean, I think it's less awkward for me just because I'm used to the awkwardness. So it's probably just as awkward <laughs> for the, the person I'm talking to. But yeah. But I, I guess I care less about, um, the awkwardness they're feeling and, um, <laughs> than I did in the past. And, you know, that's kind of part of my personality is that I I really don't like to make people feel awkward or uncomfortable. Mm. I do not like confrontation. And really, when it comes down to it, that's what the gospel is. You are confronting somebody and telling them, hey, you know, in love, I want to let you know that you are not at all where you need to be. You are living in sin, separated from God. And by the way, um, you know, if you continue in that, then you'll be separated from for eternity and you have to turn away from your own choices and let him be the king of your life. So it is extremely confrontational, but it's, it's in love. Um, and, and what you're always hoping will happen is that they will, you know, joyfully accept that good news that they um, may not know that they're separated from God and that, but that there is a way to come to God through Jesus. And, um, so yeah, maybe it's not as, um, not, not less awkward, (laughs) uh, but it's, I've gotten used to the awkwardness. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. It's worth it. It's worth being a little awkward because we've seen people get the greatest news of their life. I mean, that's totally worth starting out and kind of like, Oh my goodness, you're going to talk about this super personal, serious thing with me now. Like, absolutely. I, I have, I, Looking back, I have many regrets of opportunities that I let pass by. I have no regrets about any mm. opportunity that I took. Um, even, you know, the more awkward or the, the times when people were more closed off or uh, rejected it, you know, more strongly. Uh, I don't regret those at all, but I definitely do regret um, mm. the many times that I, I, I knew that I uh, had an opportunity to share the gospel and I didn't take it. Well, there's a few things you've, you've said here, Brett, that I think people will, will find intriguing and hopefully encouraging. So one is a mindset shift where every follower of Jesus is called to be a fisher of men. Mm-hmm. So if we're not fishing, we do have to question, are we genuinely following Jesus? Because that was his call to his first followers. That remains his call to those of us who are following him today. Mm-hmm. That's a mindset shift where you're no longer mm-hmm. relegating that to someone who's more gifted mm-hmm. or who knows more of the Bible or who has been a Christian for longer than you. Mm-hmm. But if you've been called to be a follower of Jesus, you're called to be a fisher of men. That's a mindset shift. Another one that I heard you mention was this idea of practicing what you're going to say. And I think for a lot of people, it's just supposed to come to mm-hmm. us uh, spontaneously yeah. <laughs> that in the moment we're going to have the, the, yes. the perfect segue into the, yeah. the gospel. 
but this idea uh, that you can practice ahead of time and be thoughtful mm-hmm. about what you're going to share if you get the opportunity is also uh, probably a new thought mm-hmm. for for some folks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, you know there are a lot of natural opportunities um, to segue a conversation in. I've definitely found um, that when people and, and you know, most people are, will share kind of personal details about their life, about struggles they're having. And those are excellent um, opportunities that uh, they have essentially given us to then uh, kind of w- walk in that door and share the gospel with them. Really, and the, the one I probably use the most is uh, just offering to pray right then and there with people um, over whatever the thing it is that they're stressed out about or a family issue or uh, you know, illness or whatever, just offering to pray with them, um, about that thing. And that honestly, that does take some people off uh, guard and some people will turn me down, but the vast majority of people will accept the offer to pray with them right then. Um, and then kind of from there, I, I just try to very quickly move into just sharing how God has done miracles in my life. Um, chiefly among those being, you know, how he saved me through Jesus and, um, so I definitely do think that um, there are a lot of uh, opportunities and kind of natural segues into things, but it, it, it you don't have to wait for those opportunities uh, when they, you know, ask you about Jesus and the gospel out of the blue. You, you can you can take something. It can be, a, you know, just a small opening that they've presented and you can kind of expand that and. Um, use it for your purposes or for Jesus's purposes. Yeah. Well, let's, let's move there because I, I know that there are people who are listening to this podcast who have never shared their faith. There are those who are listening, who, who want to share their faith, who, who hear what you're saying Mm -hmm. and are very much interested Mm -hmm. and, and desirous of becoming someone who, who's able to share their faith. I once heard someone say that if you want to make a Christian feel guilty, ask them about their prayer life or when the last time they shared the gospel. <laughs> yeah. Um, because those are just things that most of us yeah, totally. aren't doing as well in as we want mm-hmm. to. So um, you sharing your own journey and then sharing this this message of hope that it is something that you can overcome mm-hmm. even as an introvert, even as someone who hasn't been through seminary, hasn't mm-hmm. been especially trained. Yeah. So maybe, maybe share some practical examples from the recent past where you've, you've had the opportunity to share with someone and it's gone well, or maybe it hasn't gone well. I think people would really enjoy and benefit just from hearing maybe some real life examples. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, you know, kind of using the uh, the prayer thing. This is a. Ba- I'll start out with a bad one because that's uh, Ooh, fresh on my mind. Um, Let's really bring this down a notch. Yeah. Well, just you know, <laughs> to, to be honest, I. No, so I, I had a, a coworker. I work with him every single day. You know, I work from about ten feet away from him, and um, you know, recently he had injured himself, and um, and I wanted to try and use that as an opportunity to pray for him, and then kind of directly go into the gospel with him. And, um, he, he was one of the few people that has kind of very, um, 
obviously rejected it. Uh, so I, I never even got to pray with him. Uh, he just kind of shook his head. No. And, uh, didn't let me pray and said, Oh, it's not a big deal. And, and I said, well, you know, God cares about all of our, you know, s- small things that might be, but he cares. And he just, you know, shut me down. Um, so that was, that was discouraging. Um, but, and he's uh, like still 10 feet away from you. And he's still 10, is 10 that- feet away from me. <laughs> yeah. He, he is not, um, he has not, uh, branded me or yeah. petitioned for my, um, you know, to get fired or anything yeah. like that. Um, um, on the flip side, um, I guess, uh, a positive experience that's come from that, um, kind of a similar set up in terms of just talking with somebody. Um, I think this one was a, a lot less natural, uh, where I asked a coworker, um, just kind of out of the blue, you know, if there was anything I could, could pray for him about. Um, and I think there was even a couple other people around that heard it. They might even have heard me pray. Um, and, uh, but he shared that with me and he let me pray for his wife who was um, just kind of being overworked and never home. Um, and, uh, and, you know, some time went by, I asked him how, you know, things were going with his family. He had told me that, uh, you know, God had kind of answered that prayer and that his wife was able to be home more. Um, and uh, so he, he responded positively. He accepted the prayer and I was able to share the gospel with him. And, um, you know, ultimately his uh, whole family, uh, well, minus one, um, has gotten saved through that uh, encounter or a series of encounters. And, um, and they, they're kind of a family of introverts themselves, but they've become uh, very obedient to the Lord and, uh, and, and obedient to sharing the gospel themselves. Um, the, the wife actually, um, is not from the United States. And so English is not her first language. Uh, so she kind of has that as another hurdle, but, uh, she's become very just brave to kind of push past her fear and share, the gospel with her coworkers and employees. And she's seen a lot of people respond positively to that. Um, so I, I definitely have seen other people, not just myself, uh, kind of learn to be uh, obedient to that. Uh, I can't remember exactly if I answered your question. I got a little <laughs> ways down. <laughs> no, it's. I think you did. You gave some examples of, of sharing. And it sounds like, you really use kind of your the same tactic every time, which is, I think, mm-hmm. in some ways, I I really like that because um, it, it does make it more simple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't have to worry, you know, about just all the little finer details of what's going to go down. Um, you're just turning towards the person's needs. Mm-hmm. And saying, you know, I see this either you they've already shared that need and you're like, oh, can I pray for that? You know, I've seen God do mm-hmm. um, miracles in my life um, or you're straight up asking them, right? Yeah. Like you're just straight up saying, is there anything I can pray for you about? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there probably are cleverer ways to, tra- yeah. to but why? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there, there probably are. I'm just not always very clever. Uh, well, no, I just mean like <laughs> we, we, if something we do can work and, right. 
And I think also it's really about the the heart behind it mm-hmm. and the fact that people can truly tell that you're sincere um, and are loved towards them. Um, that so covers a multitude of awkwardness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say another kind of um, tip for learning to identify when you can share the gospel or, or ways to segue it in is I think in every person's life, uh, in your, your story, there's going to be some natural places where you can, um, learn to segue a conversation, especially, you know, when you're making small talk and, and talking to people, whether you're just getting to know them or you've known them for a while, like, uh, for instance, for us, just us moving to San Antonio where we currently live was kind of a big lordship decision in our life. And so I'm able to use that um, act of, you know, kind of trusting God to come to San Antonio to then kind of just say, you know, you know, there was a time in my life when uh, I was, you know, depressed and envious um, of a lot of people looking around. uh, Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll just go continue are you, are with my gospel. Yeah, like, I'll just give the he's example. Totally, okay. He's sharing so the gospel a, with us right now. You know, there was a time in my life when <laughs> I was consumed with depression and envy. Uh, I l- looked around at the world and saw just, you know, how jacked up it was and how people were horrible to each other and and worse that how horrible a person I was. Um, and, and no matter what I did, I couldn't kind of you know, make myself feel better. And I certainly couldn't fix the world, but, um, thankfully I had some people come and tell me that, that God loved me anyway and had a plan and a purpose for my life and everybody's and that he sent his son Jesus to live a perfect life. And he died on a cross for my sins and your sins. But after three days, he rose from the dead and now he's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And, um, that if we'll receive his forgiveness and make him the King of our lives, then, um, he'll forgive us. And, um, and I've experienced hope and peace and his love since I made that decision. Um, and so, you know, I don't know your story, but would you like to receive God's forgiveness too and and make Jesus the King of your life? Um, yes. And so, sorry, what I was (laughs) going to say there is, uh, the Lordship piece, uh, of there was a time in my life and I made this decision. And since then, I've, you know, decided to let Jesus make all the decisions in my life, which ultimately led me to coming to San Antonio. Um, and I've continued to try and follow Jesus. And, and then I might ask the question there. I, I know that was a little bit messy, but, um, that yeah. would, so that might be an yeah. example of how I would kind of naturally see an opportunity where I'm going to, I know it's going to be a natural part of the conversation where I tell them how and why I moved to San Antonio. Um, and therefore then I can just insert, by the way, the reason I came to San Antonio is because Jesus saved me and he's the boss of my life. And so therefore here I am, um, by the way, would you like to make Jesus your king too? Um, so I think there are, and that's, that's kind of a good way for me that I've learned to use that, but I, I'm sure there's a lot of people have different opportunity or different kind of stories from their life where you can kind of naturally insert. Yeah. Um, 
Well, we all have like big, big things that just come up like in small talk. Mm -hmm. So for guys, a lot of times it's Mm -hmm. jobs. Like, what do you do Mm -hmm. Um, with women? It's like, how many children do you have and what are their names? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I've been able to use those things a lot. We thankfully named our children names that all have Jesus stories connected to them. And this is before we were even really big on sharing the gospel. God just knew that we would need that good segue mm-hmm. with our kids' names. Yeah. Um, so that was, so just, you know, out there um, listening to this podcast, like take a note if you don't have children yet, just like <laughs> make sure you have good, like Jesus-y names <laughs> with good stories. <laughs> um, so that's just a little personal um, tip that you can use. I think though, like just then, um, everybody, you could tell that I knew immediately that Brett was like about to go into his like gospel spiel, but that's because I've heard it so many times. And the thing about that is you feel like, oh my goodness, this sounds so rehearsed. And, but really the other person has never heard it before, unless, you know, your wife's standing there and she knows you're about to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can kind of have a story prepared that's really short um, mm-hmm. and quick. And then, you know, you have that in your mind. And so when that moment arises and your heart starts to beat all fast, you have something that's mm-hmm. like on the tip of your tongue. It yeah. just can kind of fall out of your mouth. Yeah. It- it helps to just have it rehearsed. And, and ultimately the thing I think that's important to remember is that it is not about me. It's not about you. It's not about how eloquent you are or even sincere. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is that, that our story um, is just a vehicle for the gospel and um, mm-hmm. it should never be about me it should be about Jesus. And that should be the primary thing that we're conveying is Jesus, what he's done for us and um, that he wants to be the Lord and savior of their lives too. So I think the the tendency, if we, if we don't practice um, that, if we don't practice um, making the gospel, the, the centerpiece and the focus of, our testimonies inevitably what we end up doing is making ourselves the centerpiece. And, uh, we give people a lot of details about (laughs) how horribly we were, um, before we knew Jesus. And, um, and that's the real focus. And then we might mention Jesus and the cross and resurrection. If we're, you know, if we're lucky, we, we might get that in there and maybe we'll mention, you know, that we, are different now, but for the most part, that's, that's kind of the pitfall. Um, and and again, ultimately it's not about us, it's about Jesus. And so we have to trust in the power of the gospel and not in the power and eloquence of our words. Truth. Yeah. Well, I would just say as someone who has not heard that before, and of course, most of the people listening to this have not heard that before. It didn't sound rehearsed to me at all. Cool. Um, so I think it definitely makes sense that for most people, that's how they're going to experience it. This is, you are telling them a little bit more about yourself Mm -hmm. and your background. And this is, this is who you are. Mm -hmm. Most of us uh, unintentionally rehearse our story anyways, even if it's not about Jesus, there are certain things that we tend to share Mm -hmm. repeatedly Mm -hmm. with, with new people. And you're just being intentional about including the Jesus part of your story as you're interacting with people. Uh, so I think that's, I think that's great. 
Um, one thing I wanted to ask is as you share and over these past five years, you have had people that have been mm -hmm. ready to respond once you went there with your story and, and shared Jesus with yeah. them. I think for a lot of us, we can struggle with almost like, well, what if they do <laughs> want to respond? Oh, no. well, what, what, yeah. do I, <laughs> what do I, what do I do then? Right. So are, are there a few things that you could share with our audience that uh, you've learned that have been helpful? Don't act surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't act surprised. Well, and I will say that, that definitely I have been, surprised at times. <laughs> no, right. Like, oh, wow. You do want to. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, yeah, I think that's another thing that we have to be prepared for uh, and rehearse just as much as we prepare and rehearse for sharing the gospel is how to then um, kind of help somebody make that decision and talk to, to God about it. Um, so I think there's, you know, to be totally honest, I, I've I've heard people uh, on different sides of the issue of whether or not you should, um, you know, tell them they need to stew on it for a while and really make sure that they're ready to make that decision. And they need, you know, or um, but I think ultimately um, kind of what I've concluded is that uh, I see in the scriptures that when people made that decision, um, whether they were talking to, you know, an apostle, maybe, uh, um, uh, I'm blanking. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. I really right. know the Bible, don't I? Um, <laughs> the, the uh, Ethiopian official was talking to, to Philip. Thank Philip. you. God sent Philip to talk oh, to man. him. Yes. So but there was a guy who immediately, um, heard the good news from Philip. Um, and, right. and made a decision to, you know, receive Jesus as his Lord and Savior and uh, on kind of a separate but interlinked topic, immediately go into baptism. So, you know, there's no evidence that I see there of Philip kind of grilling him um, to really make sure of anything. But, uh, you know, he, he presented the gospel clearly to him and the Ethiopian official, you know, professed his faith and then professed it through obedience, um, of being baptized. So I think that's kind of the, the first thing is be prepared for somebody to receive Jesus right then and there. And don't stand in the way of that. Um, don't, you know, think, you know, better than the Holy spirit who's working in their hearts to draw them to Jesus. And, you know, there have been times when hmm. somebody has responded positively and said, yes, I want to, um, you know, ask Jesus to forgive me my sins and make them more of my life. And so then, uh, I've, said, okay, let's do it. You know, um, to be honest, I think I, I kind of will my habit, whether right or wrong, is I re reshare the gospel with them one more time to say, okay, this is what yeah, you're deciding. Um, and, right. and then I just say, okay, so why don't you let me, uh, kind of help you talk to God and express what you're telling me you want to do. And so I will lead them through a very simple and concise prayer where I just, uh, help them tell God that they, um, believe in, in Jesus, that they confess their sins to him, that they don't want to sin anymore, that they want Jesus to forgive them and to be the king of their life. Um, and that's pretty much the, so tell everybody how they can remember that prayer. Okay. Uh, well, one helpful tool that I've 
somebody taught me a while ago was uh, the backwards ABCs. So um, confess their sins, believe in Jesus and accept his forgiveness and um, accept him as their king. Mm -hmm. So CBA. Yes. See, I like, I like these kind of things. Otherwise I would never. (laughs) So confess, believe, accept forgiveness and accept him as king. Um, And, and so, you know, I've, I've had experiences where people have um, done that. And, um, and then what I try to do is not just leave them right then and there, but okay, when can we talk more about this? Um, immediately trying to set up another appointment with them to help them start to read the Bible and understand more fully uh, the decision they've made, um, particularly, you know, mm. wanting to, uh, if possible, right then and there, you know, are they ready to be baptized? Um, and I've had the experience where people have basically shut me down. So they'll, they'll pray to receive Christ and then not want to see me again. And that can be discouraging, but, um, there, I, I think I've just learned to accept that, um, while I didn't know that was coming, God did. And, um, I just have to be obedient to what I see him commanding me to do. And the example that he's given me in the scriptures, uh, and trust that, you know, he's going to work in that person's life, even if I never see them again. Um, but then conversely, I've had experiences with people where they, um, you know, they do let me kind of enter their life from there. And we kind of can, can continue walking together following Jesus. That's great, man. I mean, I I think the, a few principles that I've been gleaning from this conversation, I think one is just prayer that sharing our faith starts with praying that God would, would give us insights to the opportunities that we're going to have uh, throughout the day. I know it's one of my prayers is that that God would teach me to share my faith, that that Jesus is the one who said he would make us fishers of men. So a totally valid prayer is that Jesus would help me learn how to share my faith mm-hmm. and then make me alert to the opportunities that he is going to bring my way. So that's that's yeah. super easy. Anyone who wants to get started in sharing their faith, there's your starting point is begin to pray daily. Totally that Jesus would make you a fisher of men, that he would teach you how to share your faith, that he would show you the opportunities that are all around you. And then the second is practice. Again, that's mm-hmm. that's a little bit more work, but you can practice with mm-hmm. a safe audience, a fellow or yourself. believer. That's the safest. Um, or yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. give some thought, some forethought to how do you want to share your story in a way that points people towards Jesus? And then... If they are interested, um, you know, what would be some simple ways that CBA is a great little acronym that people can hang on to um, as a, a simple way to help people respond? Because I do believe that that's, that's a key part of sharing our faith is to help people recognize Jesus, but then also mm-hmm. respond to Jesus. And CBA is one simple tool that they mm-hmm. can use to do that. And then I think the third one is be bold. And speak. There's a verse in 2 Corinthians 4 that says, We have the same spirit of faith as, as those prophets in the Old Testament. I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore also we speak. 
And so at the end of the day, just go for it. Realize that uh, we are terrible predictors Mm -hmm. in terms of who's going to be receptive and Mm -hmm. who isn't. So don't say no for people ahead of time. Go ahead and make the effort and let them respond to Mm -hmm. to your message uh, and see where God takes it because uh, there are going to be people who are ready to respond. And one of the little psychological tricks, I guess, uh, that I play on myself is that I believe in Jesus (laughs) and I'm not this exceptional Mm -hmm. person. There are other people just like me who are out there who are just a few steps um, Mm -hmm. down the road from Mm -hmm. where I am now, where I can reach back. I know that um, there was a time in my life where I was ready for someone to speak to me about Jesus um, and eventually mm-hmm. someone did. And so, you know, we're not, uh, we're not special mm-hmm. people. There are others out there who are ready yeah. to respond. We take Yeah, that totally. Place. And just to like, you know, um, parallel plug ourselves here. If you haven't read, um, the article that's up on our blog right now, um, by, uh, <laughs> Wes Wood, um, go back and check it out. Um, he talks about that, that exact idea of just, um, mm-hmm not prejudging who deserves mm-hmm. to hear the gospel. It's so mm-hmm. good. If you haven't read it, go check it out now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just oh, even as we were talking, I was reminded of that article. So yeah. And, and I would uh, just add one other thought that occurred to me as you were kind of summarizing some, some really excellent points, Andrew, is that, um, that we, it's important to, uh, ask the question to give the invitation to somebody to respond because I, I definitely have done that many times where, um, I will share, <laughs> I'll share my story, share, uh, the gospel with somebody, but I don't include the invitation yeah. for them to respond to it. And so, um, right. That. And then it's, it's just like, right, exactly. Yeah. Thing. Like <laughs> cool know. story, man. Thanks for sharing that with me. But I, I've got to, um, in some ways, you know, that's, um, its own hurdle is saying, okay, uh, you, you get comfortable Absolutely. telling your story. Um, but, uh, right. you've also got to include the invitation or else they may never respond. Um, but, uh, when you do put the, the question in there now, now they really are, if they haven't already done so, they're going to have to kind of do some self-assessment and decide, okay. Um, it's not just right. his story and for him, but now I have to make the decision and am I going to, you know, believe in Jesus and, and make him my king too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's, it's just good to be aware of that ahead of time that ultimately those are mm-hmm. our two goals is to help people recognize Jesus and respond to Jesus. And it's really, it's really good for us to uh, to go out of our way to help people ask mm-hmm. that question. Yeah. Well, awesome. Brett, thanks so much for joining us. I think this is going to be encouraging to a lot of folks um, because um, we're all regular, ordinary people seeking to follow Jesus and seeking to help other people follow him, and we can learn from Amen. each other. So thanks for being on. My thanks pleasure. For thanks for asking me. I'm privileged to do it, and uh, yeah, it's all by God's grace, anything um, we do in obedience to him. And um, I'm certainly not an expert, but I'm thankful for how he's allowed me to 
to follow him. And um, I know that uh, there's a lot of folks that um, will probably be even more natural at it or than I am, uh, even if they don't think they would be ready to do it. They'll do an awesome job. It just all we have to do is just uh, be willing to step out and obedience and follow him. Podcast family, thanks for listening. If you haven't already, head over to iTunes and subscribe. And if you're already subscribed, please take a minute to leave us a review. It goes a long way to helping others find us. If you like what we're doing, drop us a line and let us know. Share it with a friend. In an age of technology, your word of mouth is still the most powerful way to spread the message.